I'm Hera. And I'm Aisha. And we are the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice, or SMCs. Like you, as SMCs, we decided to become mothers knowing we'd be the sole care provider and parent of our children, at least at the outset. And the Mocha is for Black. We discuss being SMCs from an intentionally Black lens. You'll connect with all the interesting and fun things about this non-traditional path. Like how you decide which sperm to use, the cold, hard truth of fertility, your reality of dating as a single mother who doesn't have a co-parent to rely on for occasional childcare, and what it's actually like to parent as an SMC. This is the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice podcast. Hey, Pod, we're back. This is episode one of season two, and we are going to do a little girlfriend's chat because it's been a few months, which sounds crazy. I can't even believe it's been that long. But Aisha, what have you been up to during the break? Okay, well, I've been up to a lot. Uh, So in in general, as I kind of go through life's transitions, I try to be, you know, reflect on what I might have learned from different phases. So um, during our hiatus, let's see, I bought a house. Yay, that's huge. Okay. (laughs) Which is um, still freaking me out. I'm still not 100% okay with it. The last time I bought a house, it was just me. This time it's me and two girls. And that means all of the killing of spiders and bugs and dead rodents in the yard will be on me. And I am still processing how I really feel about that. But for right I now- mean, you can totally outsource that. Like there are bug companies. Okay, but can I call somebody to be like, there's a dead groundhog in our yes, bathroom? Yes, you can. Right? But before or after the kids discover it, right? Okay, fair so. point. I mean, you have to hope that the kids don't grab the groundhog before you can call animal control. But the whole point of buying a house with the backyard is so I could throw open the doors and say, go, run wild, be free. And then they're going to come back and be like, ah, and that's going to freak me out. So yeah, it's like the gift and the curse. I mean, I will say it's funny because I feel like we had this conversation a year ago and You've come a long way because I feel like a year ago, you were like not trying to hear it. You were like, I love renting. It's someone else's problem and I don't have to deal with it, which is like totally legit, right? Because home buying is like a whole thing and all of a sudden you have to like do everything. But it's funny because like, it's not been that long and you completely did a 180, which is awesome. Look, there, there, the pandemic, you reach a point of no return and it is just changing people, you know, forever. It's changing our DNA. Like people have left town, people are never coming back to work. And so it's just like, this was one of those shifts where I was just like, we are literally crawling on top of each other. My desk is at the end of my dining room table and I intentionally became a minimalist and then the pandemic hit and I'm like, now I need a mansion. But no, I got a tiny house with a backyard and I swear I saw the backyard and I was like, this backyard needs to be mine. And so, yeah. So I mean, it's a big deal during the pandemic. Like a lot of us are spending more time outside because we can't go many places And so you just have to find ways within your own house that you can kind of feel like you're in a different place. And I think at least for us, you know, we have porches and our, we're like porch life hard, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's like a way that we can be home, but feel like we're outside and we're Mm -hmm. actually enjoying nature. Yes. So bought a house and I got vaccinated. I did not have um, any side effects from the vaccination. I have allergies most of the year. And so I, I feel pretty much 75%, 80% throughout the rest of the year. So that was no different. 
Um, let's see. I celebrated Camille's second birthday, and that was fraught with a lot of angst leading into it as well, because this would be the second birthday that we're celebrating in partial um, quarantine. Um, but then also I nursed Cece and I wanted to get her wean before she turned two. Um, and so we were, we needed to wean, we needed to transition into a toddler bed. And so all of that kind of melded together. The weaning was tough. Um, for for both of us, um, but I did it over a weekend where I had family support. They took her. I went away and did kind of like a girlfriend retreat with my girlfriends while I had sore breasts. But it was all on both sides. There was understanding and there was support. So That's we did. Awesome <laughs> we did. It was cold turkey, and uh, you know, to to her credit, you know, she she handled it like a trooper, and uh, you know, to this day. So we got weaned, and um, and so by weaning her, that meant that she could now sleep in her own bed. Um, and so I had her in a toddler bed. So took the side down off the crib. Thought it would be a toddler bed, um, but prior to weaning, she would come and find me, and so she could nurse at night. And so that kept us in that cycle. And so by weaning, in order to keep her from coming back to me, I had to put the crib back up. Um, so I put her crib back together. And now it's a dream. She goes to sleep. We're done nursing. And so that's our two-year milestone. And um, so that that's one of the things we did during the break. We graduated from pandemic schooling with my big girl. So That two, was huge for so many parents. Like, it's been a hard year. It's been it's been it's been rough I think I almost wanted to cry it was a really emotional experience for us because my daughter who I didn't expect to cry was like I'm gonna miss my teachers and I was like but you're going to second grade and she's like but I'm gonna miss them and she shared it with her teachers and I do feel kind of emotional because you know we were all in this together like the teachers the parents and all of the support and so so yeah so that was that was a bit of a shock but we're done and we are on to second grade and I'm so happy <laughs> I think it's um it's so it's going to be interesting next year because I think most schools are going to be not virtual anymore and mm -hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see how the kids have been doing and how they reintegrate into the classroom uh after you know all sorts of situations right you've got people who did their own pods and I know you Aisha did some like sort of we hybrid did that, yeah hybrid with, at the Y mm -hmm. um, at the Y so you know there's varying levels of support that kids got and it'll be interesting to see how they go back to like being in a classroom with with kids I mean my daughter's been full-time back at her school for I think they did the last like four months full-time mm -hmm. and then before that they were hybrid which was mm -hmm. challenging I just I'm I'm glad that things are starting to get back to normal but I think one of so one of my updates is I also got vaccinated, which was very exciting. And my parents got vaccinated because I know that was a huge concern for me because we live in a multi-generational house and as high risk as I might be, my parents are more at risk. So it made me nervous about sort of like breaking that seal of safety while mm -hmm. they were here. But then on the flip side of that, you know, as the world opens up a little bit more, I'm having a lot of anxiety with going back to the way that work used to be because I didn't really find the way that work used to be very supportive to parents. Right. And I don't think it's even just single parents. I think it's all parents because schooling isn't designed 
to like work with the workday, you know? (laughs) And so schools are really like society is making the assumption that everybody has a village that's large enough to, to take care of all these different things that you have to do during the day. And for us, even with summer, you know, my toddler starts preschool tomorrow and I have to get the older one to camp at like nine and then the little one to preschool at nine 30. And then I've got to get somewhere to work, you know, and then I've got to deal with like, okay, how am I going to get them? And typically what it might look like for me is I'll get them and then I'll have to come back and get back online. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how things go. And so the trouble for me is during the pandemic, as crazy as things were, I was able to set up my home office, which allowed me to have more flexibility with my workday because I could get things done in the times that I needed to get them done mm-hmm. from my house, you know? Right. Yeah. And so now when you have to juggle, when am I going to physically go to work? And then you have to factor in a commute, right? That mm-hmm. you didn't have before. And so I'm feeling a lot of anxiety on how do you balance all of this again. It's a double-edged sword. You know, I was feeling, I was like for about a day, I was like, whoo, school is over. And then I intentionally um, started my daughter at a day camp that was different from the Y, just because we've been going there for four years and community building is important to me, but this is a bit out of the way. So like you, I have to drop baby off because there's more flexibility. And when I can drop baby off, I drop her off first. Then I drive the 15 minutes to drop my daughter off and then loop back around. So all told, if I do it and we all execute on time, it's a 45 minute thing before I can start my work day and then do it all again at the end of the day and still have to do after hours work just to kind of, you know, um, get caught up. And so, yeah, that thing. And, you know, And like you, I'm not, I requested um, a hybrid situation for my return to work, hopefully permanently, where I think I need like two days in the office because there are definitely amenities and things around my work that I appreciate, like, you know, being able to just walk quickly for lunch or my dentist is still by my job and seeing different people and eating different foods. I will, I'm so over the food that delivers to my house, but yeah. Uh, So so. I will probably try to take a three day in the office situation because I can set up like my, my toddler is going to daycare or preschool for three days a week. So when I have her in school, I will go in for at least a chunk of the day. But I do think the thing that's going to be hard is I'm still going to end up having to work at home, right? Because with all of the commuting and all of the other stuff, like I'm not going to be able to get enough hours in physically in the office to not make it so that I have to supplement. Yeah. So, Hera, what have you been up to during the break? So I have... Well, finding my toddler preschool, that was one of the things, because I think trying to deal with her being at home and working, like it it had just reached its limit because she's at that age where they are just busy and she has her little experiments that she does all day long. And so I was like, she needs to go experiment and take care um, slash preschool. So that's, that's something that is huge uh, for us. Mm -hmm. And another thing is that I have finally started dipping my toe into the dating scene 
which has been hard and interesting. And I think part of my drama, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but like, I cannot stand online dating, Mm -hmm. but it's like one of those necessary evils especially for like busy parents, because it's not like we're going out to the bar, you know? And for the most part, like, yeah, it's possible to meet someone in life another way, but when you're super busy, like it's just, I mean, I'm not like trolling my office looking for dudes. Right. So you don't want to poop where you eat. Exactly. So like, I don't want, I don't want that, you know? Uh And so I will say that it's interesting dating online because you got there's so many things that are just kind of hilarious like for example one of my favorites my favorite ridiculousness is is when like so many guys will take a picture in front of a urinal and I'm like why did you take a selfie in a public bathroom and put that on your profile and at first I'm like I love that and then I kept seeing them and I'm like guys so yeah that's gross And then another thing I think is really funny is when you see these guys like taking pictures of other people's kids and then they're like, don't worry, it's my niece. And I'm like, "Uh, I wasn't worried, first of all. And second of all, did you get the parents permission to, to take a picture of their kid and put it on your dating profile? Like, I don't even know. I don't know what they're thinking. So I will say I. They have also dipped into the online dating pool. And I my 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 whole approach to it is like, you know, everything is casual until it isn't. And so I, I really, you know, it's just uh, you know, a peek into like the human experience. And so it's just very interesting. And so I'm always just very curious and you know and horrifying. <laughs> Well, so the things that I've noticed are, you know, so now that we are kind of like coming out of the pandemic, you get the whole, I'm vaccinated, you know, come get me, right? And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, you know, Pfizer, two and two. And I'm just like, what the hell is that? And so, <laughs> but um, so, yeah. so there's, there's that. And then it's not the pictures of the, the guys with the other people's children, it's the pictures of the guys where you can see their arm is over another shoulder and there's clearly hair. So the or only they, like put an emoji over their ex-girlfriend's face. The only picture <laughs> you had that you thought you looked really good in was when you were dating someone else and you thought, let me just you reuse this yeah. picture and just crop them out. And I'm just like, we still see the female arm. We still see the hair. Like we see that. Yeah. So anyway, it's another just thing that I think is interesting, and this is like, um, this is this is something that I think is is potentially unique to the SMC experience. But there's always sort of like a moment when you're talking to the guy, and they know your mom, right? But like, there's an assumption that you are a single parent by chance, and that you right. like have a co-parenting situation. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so like, what's your schedule? Right. And what they're really asking you is like, what's your parenting schedule? Right. And so I'm like, what do you mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it always inevitably like, well, my schedule is 100 percent mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten some interesting responses from guys where they're just like, well, how does that work? Like, how can you date? And it's like, well, there's things called babysitters and community and whatnot. And mm-hmm. in one particular situation, the guy was like, 
well, how are you going to manage like the needs of a boyfriend or, or a partner? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you're making like, there's a lot of assumptions here. Like you're making the assumption that I don't have time for somebody else. And if that was the case, why would I be dating? Mm -hmm. And you're also like, ew, like I haven't even talked to you. And all of a sudden you're asking me. Like what's in it for me on top of being a mom? Like, no. Yeah. And it's like, my response to that is unmatched. Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. So we, we definitely have more coming up in season two on dating. Um, so stay tuned. That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, other than that, I mean, I've been thinking and look, you know, still, still a year later in the pandemic, I've been thinking of creative ways to travel and get out of the house. I'm feeling a little bit, even though I'm vaccinated, there's like social anxiety that comes with like being isolated for a year with like, you know, your pod of good community And I'm just feeling generally anxious about like going in places and seeing people without masks. We took a trip to Outer Banks and it was lovely, but I was super anxious going in places because no one's wearing a mask anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether or not you've been vaccinated. And I, all I know is my kids can't be vaccinated at this point. Mm -hmm. So I'm nervous. And then uh, another thing that has started to happen is that as the world opens up, we get sick, right? Not necessarily with COVID. We, if you can hear it in my voice, have been sick for the last week in my house Mm -hmm. because my older daughter, patient zero, went Mm -hmm. to a party uh, at a place where they did not, they did not feel they needed to wear masks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she brought us all home a really horrible cold. And so it was one of those like, holy cow, we haven't been sick in 15 months. And our systems are just like completely dormant, basically. So yeah, it's been, um, that part has been interesting, but I guess it's something that we kind of all have to think about moving forward because there's other things that we can get sick with. And it's a necessary thing when you go out places and interact with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a little bit sick too. And, um, and it didn't take out the entire house, but it took out the breadwinner. So, (laughs) which is, which is important, right? Yeah. And then daycare, you know, our daycare has a 24, a 48 hour rule. So baby spikes a fever, baby is home for 48 hours. So that's my entire week, you know, cause I'm having to start Monday. My Monday is a Wednesday and I'm like, I can't even recover from this. So uh, I might as well just take off the entire week, which I did not, but. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's something that we should, you know, potentially consider uh, when you, when you're thinking about being an SMC, I mean, moments like this, when you're sick, I mean, I had a fever for two days mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to rely on my community to a degree. But, you know, a lot of times when you're sick, no one wants to take care of your kids who are also sick, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're basically like in a situation where you could be vomiting and then also like pushing the pot under your two-year-old while she vomits. Right. And I think part of the reason why it hit me so hard is that I wasn't sleeping because when my kids were sick, they weren't sleeping. And, you know, I basically have to watch them sleep and continuously give them, you know, Advil and Tylenol and cold medicine. And so while that's happening, I'm not sleeping, which means I'm not getting any better, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's just, yeah, that's a reality of being an SMC. And it, it definitely hit us hard this week. And it was one of those weeks where I was like, oh my gosh, with the start of preschool, like, I don't know if we can do this. 
Oh, you can do it. You can do it. And fin- fingers crossed, you know, that 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 was just kind of the start of it. And, you know, I'm like, load up on echinacea, load up yeah. on the multivitamins, stay hydrated, you know, yeah. because with the toddler, toddlers are gross, little hands everywhere. And so it's gonna come. But you know, what you can do That's to like, <laughs> my two year old is like, we're out somewhere. And she was like licking her hands. Yeah, they're gross. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're licking your hands. Like, why are you even doing that? Like it doesn't make sense. I'm not even gonna oh. tell you why why the cold lingered in our house because my 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 daughter likes to taste the boogers. And so I would catch her going like not even like in her nose, but the boogers that were leaking down <laughs> and licking it. And I'm like, no, honey, you can't do that because if you do that, we're never gonna get rid of this cold. Oh, so anyway. No. All right. So we have gone through a season and I think, you know, this break has been a good time for us to kind of reflect on the space, the community, how season one went. So Aisha, like in retrospect, you know, looking back at our, our first season, like what are some of your takeaways or thoughts? Um, so takeaways or thoughts, like we, we get a lot of feedback from you all asking what we, um, have on slate for upcoming seasons, other questions. So do please keep those coming and thank you for taking the time to send us the emails. I think with season one, the enormity of what we're doing kind of, you know, hit me when we started getting the messages and, um, it's just like, okay, wow, like really we're doing this. And so then we listened um, to what the needs were of the community and we put in place, you know, things like Wine Wednesday where it's just a girlfriend conversation and girlfriend chat. And so I really, I really like getting to know all of your stories and getting to know you all and um, being being in your corners and cheering you on. So, and I know Hera enjoys Wine Wednesday as well. Yeah, I love it. I get so much energy from this community. And I think what's been great for me is that in bringing you all the content from season one, I think that that was kind of our good baseline. Like we basically were like, okay, like, let's try to smash all the information that we know into these episodes, right? Like we, we kind of did the, the, what is an SMC and like IUI versus IVF, talk to a sperm bank, And, um, I think really like what, what I thought about was each one of these topics, you know, can go so much deeper. And I think part of the depth is really showing the intersections that we have, even within our Mocha SMC community, because we all know that like blackness is not monolithic, you know? So we have people from, from Africa, literally who are like living in Africa, right? And we have moms who are on the L in the LGBTQ community. You know, we have non-binary in our space. And so we, we have lots of, um, you know, so socioeconomic diversity as well. And so we are hoping for season two, that we can bring a few things like, you know, be intentional about the professionals that we bring in as guests. And then also like try to bring you some other perspectives from our community on a load of issues, right? Like we, we all know that even age, you know, is a, is a thing. Like I used to know both in our forties, but there's lots of moms in the space who are, you know, in their twenties and thirties and may have a, a different experience uh, with parenting than, than we do. 
And so one of the things we also implemented was a Sunday brunch because we did realize that a lot of the moms wanted to go deeper with some of the topics. Moms and 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 um, women who are still um, trying to conceive wanted to go deeper with some of the topics. And so we, we have themed Sunday brunches. Um, this is also meant to kind of take into account the different time zones and the different countries that are represented. So as Hera said, we have Africa, we have UK. I'm pretty sure we've got, you know, the Caribbean represented. We've got Yes, yeah, so many, so many different people coming from different places globally. And we are, you know, still working to find a time that works, but we found like Sunday, you know, mornings might work. And so that's one of the things that we've implemented. Uh, also, as Harris said, we're kind of doubling down on some of the things we did in season one. So we're bringing in um, experts and thought leaders in the fields to kind of go deeper with some of these topics and be intentional about that intersectional lens. Researchers academics. And so we're really excited for um, what we have to come in season two. And I've also learned a lot. I mean, I think the thing that makes this really fun is that Aisha and I are getting to meet a, a whole lot of people that we wouldn't otherwise meet, at least in this level of intimacy as well. Like, you know, we're talking to people who are telling us what's actually happening behind the scenes at sperm banks, right? Like that's super interesting and exciting. And we're also talking to people. We have a conversation with Jane Mattis coming up where, you know, she she tells us what it's like from the at the beginning, like when they first coined the term, you know, so it's super interesting, you know, learning about these things. And I think because we have such diversity within our space with <clears throat> where people are located, I'm also learning a lot about some of the differences with going this path. Uh, you know, like, for example, we have some women who are in the in the year in some from some European countries and they actually put stipulations on like what race of the sperm you can use, which is so fascinating because these are things that, you know, we don't, we don't deal with here in the U S at the same, at the same degree, but we definitely want to make sure that we are supporting the mothers all over the globe. So we will look to digging more into some of those local intricacies as well in the next few seasons. Yeah. Well, awesome. Aisha, anything, anything you are super looking forward to in the next season before we close this out? Well, I'm definitely looking for um, different perspectives on dating, right, in season two, just because it's just where I am. And I find it totally humorous and hilarious, some of the stuff that's out there to to deal with. Now, I'm not quite sure where dating is going to take me, but, you know, uh, by the time we get to to that, that episode, um, we shall see. But it is definitely one of the things that I'm looking forward to um, in this season. And we're going to have panelists and guests, some, some from our very own community. So do uh, stay tuned and get to know um, our women the way we know them, women, moms. If you're listening to us uh, or watching us on YouTube and listening, and you can think of a topic or particularly an angle you don't think we've covered that you'd be interested in hearing, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on our website, www.mocasmc.com. And that's a great way to reach out to us and email us and just let us know what you want to hear. Uh huh. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube or follow us on Instagram at mocasmc.com. Well, Pod, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, share us with your girlfriends. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So tell us what you thought of this episode on social media. On Facebook, we are at Mocha SMC Podcast. 
And on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Mocha SMC. You can find additional information on the topics from the podcast at our website at mochasmc.com. Till next time, pod. Bye now.